Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village, you're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta Tech startup scene. The Incubator is a show featuring weekly interviews with Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs, who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are your hosts, Trisha Whitlock and Todd Schnick. All right, good morning and welcome back to The Incubator. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Ashley Staggs. Now, I am uh, you're in for a treat today. I have had the pleasure of chatting with this organization before. They're doing some amazing things. We're going to totally disrupt an industry that, in my view, desperately needs disruption. So awesome. we're going to have a good time. Uh, but uh, we're a month into your uh, yeah your role here uh, with, with uh, The Incubator, uh, having a good time so far. Yeah, I'm settling in. It's good. You're not as bad as they say on the street, so... <laughs> It's working out okay. They said you have a little <laughs> sass about you. And a little. They're, they're right. They're right. Well, let's get to our conversation. We're joined by Ben Kubik, who is the co-founder and CEO with Virgent Realty. Ben, welcome. Thank you. And we're also joined by Judy Rasmus. She's the also a co-founder and head of real estate with Virgent. Judy, welcome. Thank you. Well, it's good to have you guys. Good to see you again. I had a pleasure chatting with you uh, a while back. Uh, before we uh, get into our conversation about how you're disrupting uh, the real estate market, let's take a few quick seconds and have you guys uh, share with the audience a bit about you and your background. Judy, we'll start with you. Thanks, Todd. I've um, been in real estate here in Atlanta for 25 years. Um, I have taken a hard look at the industry in a lot of different uh, fields and um, feel that this is a really needed uh, business model for real estate and where it's headed. All right. And Ben, tell us about you and your background. Absolutely. So I'm a, actually a DC native. I uh, lived there for pretty much the first 24 years of my life. Sorry. I lived in DC for the first 24 years yeah, of my no, life. No, I said I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fortunately, I got away. Um, I was a consultant for a little while. I had another startup, which I ran for about five years and sold. Um, most recently, I was at a Harvard Business School getting my MBA, which I just completed this past May. Um, and then uh, moved moved to New York as I was starting this up. Um, obviously, working with Judy and the team down here. Outstanding. Well, uh, Ben, give us the 10,000-foot view of Virgin Realty. What do you do? What's your mission and purpose? Yeah, so our mission is simple. We're, we're home selling made simple. Um, our goal is to make the process selling your home extremely simple, um, very low hassle, and to make the commission system that's currently in place, make it more rational with what kind of the value you're getting out of the whole process. So we're really the first cloud-based technology-enabled real estate agency serving home sellers, where we mix the best of technology and team to deliver a great experience and make the process seamless from beginning to end. Um, we've gone through very, very big efforts to make the process as seamless as possible using technology. Good example of this is just the bureaucratic parts of the process, signing paperwork, all of that's done online, doing your valuation, all done online. We've actually even automated things that are bureaucratic, not just for the consumer, but also for other agents as well, such as scheduling showings is all done by an automated text messaging system, which means it can be done in seconds rather than hours or days as it takes right now. So we, we've put a really hard focus on home selling since it's such a time-consuming process for the seller and such an expensive process and figured out ways to make it more seamless, make it feel faster, make it less hassle, and make it really simple. So in, unless I've missed something, uh, there's not a lot of tech companies in the real estate industry or real estate companies in the tech industry. I mean, are, are you guys are kind of penetrating this market, right? Yeah, so it's interesting. 
a lot of the focus on real estate tech to date has been on how do we make the process for kind of the traditional agent easier? How do we make them following up with leads easier? How do we make their websites better? Which is all, you know, I think a needed service. But when I was first started working on this company and, and the problem I heard from homeowners who kept on telling me over and over is, you know, I'm paying 6% commissions and I don't know what I'm getting out of it. Or I had to go into my agent's office to sign paperwork. Uh, you know, it just felt so out of place in 2015. And so the, the problem we're tackling is really this, this kind of antiquated commission model and kind of a lot of these old relics of, of how real estate's been done. And so from our perspective, we had to take a very different approach, I think, than a lot of real estate tech companies out there because it was so important to really serve the consumer directly and not through another party. No, and Ashley, I think this spawned from all of the data aggregation that was done by some of the big guys like Trulia and Zillow. Um, the, the information became available to consumers. So we wanted to create something that was platform-driven, all the information in one location that could simplify that process and kind of validate the fact that they knew a lot about what the real estate was worth now. It's one of those things you say... Dadgummit, why, why didn't, didn't I think, think of, of that? that? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It happens every day to me. Well, any event. All right, so uh, Judy, walk us through how the actual procedure works. So I, you, you decide it's time for me to sell my, my home. Now what? Yeah, so I think that's a fairly that's a fairly big decision for most people. We know that there's a lot of trust that has to be built, and some of that trust is built in relationships. That's most of the ways that people find the realtors right now. But what we're seeing with uh, the younger set that are now homeowners is they really like doing business online. They like doing business when they want to do it. And they don't like a lot of human interaction. We have a joke that runs around, do anything you want with the millennials, but don't talk to them on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and it really holds up. And, and it holds up from, from actually talking to them and building this platform based on what their feedback was with us. So most of the time, our prospects come from hearing about us. It's very organic growth that we're doing right now. We feel, we feel that that's going to give us the ability to build what we need, the way that we need it. And they hear about us uh, typically online through PR, through other friends. They go on the site. They understand what our company's about. They submit their address to us, and they literally are immediately directed to a prospect dashboard that gives them the transparency of this data that's available on all of these different sites in one location. And say it, once they have that, a team member goes ahead and produces a valuation that is handpicked for them and submits that to them within, usually within hours, but at least within one business day. And then we start from there and they make a decision on when they're ready to sell and how to move along in that process. Yeah. So, you know, I think what's been key the whole time and our process has been built up by our customers. So at, you know, either since we launched, we've been learning a lot from what our customers want to see and how they want to go through the process. So, you know, once we, we get the valuation set out, once the consumer is ready to list, you know, we learned they don't want to call us up to do that. So we have it so they can just click a button and schedule their photographer to come out online. Again, under 30 seconds is really our goal for any online interaction where the consumer has to work with us. We try to keep it to under 30 seconds. So they can schedule a photographer, tell us how they want us to communicate with them. And then they're all set. You know, we just shoot them an email or a text message when their photographer is going to come out. Photographer comes out, takes the listing photos. And from there, we're on our way. You know, a lot of the process to the consumer, once the home is listed, will feel um, very similar to what you might expect with an agent. We listed on all, you know, the MLS and all the standard sites. Um, as I mentioned, we've done some different things around showings to make it easier for the consumer to schedule that, to know when they need to be out of the house. Because that's already kind of a time-consuming process in that typically the, the home seller will leave the home when a buyer comes with an agent. So we want to take the, the hassle out of scheduling it. We want to take that out of the process. Um, 
we've put all of this data around showings, around offers, again, into an online dashboard where 24 hours a day you can log in, you can view not just you know showings that have happened and the feedback that agents have given or buyers have given on your on the showing, but also offers. You can even negotiate offers online, all from one place. Um, you can accept or reject showings online, all in one place. Um, and as always, you can always communicate with your agent. You know, as much as we offer all this online data, all this online access, there are some things, and especially when it comes to offer negotiation, a lot of our sellers really want to talk to somebody about, and you know, can call us anytime, text, message, email. We're always available to to answer questions and help you through kind of that part of the process. I. I limited you when I asked you that original question when I said, all right, you've made a decision to sell your house. Uh, now you can use what you do. But I, I, I think the, the ability to go in there and get that valuation, you, you may be saying, I'm considering selling my house. I mean, so that, that seeing what the results are of that valuation can really impact the decision. And I think it's not only getting the valuation, but I think it's the timing that you don't wake up and make a decision to sell the house. So I think that we're giving consumers the ability to kind of watch what's happening with the market. They don't know, they're not paying anything for that. It's all in one place. And they know when they're ready that they can do it very simply. And they know what services are available to them. They can see changes in their immediate, not in, in a general area. It's, it's populating for them based on their property and the information they gave us. And it's very specific for that particular condo, that particular house, whatever it might be. When they're ready, I think there's a trust that has already been built because we're giving that information to them all in one place. We really believe that they're going to stay there. What goes into that number? So, you know, I, I think we were talking earlier that I was thinking about selling my condo and my realtor sent me like numbers that, you know, adjacent condos have sold for what's going on in the neighborhood. So when you give that number... How, what goes into that? What are we actually seeing? So I think there's a couple of different things. If you're asking what does a seller actually see on the dashboard? Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, we're basically taking the information that you provided us. A lot of the information you give us, we're already matching that with information that's in the tax records. The, the software is actually doing that itself. And then we're, we're I'm going to let you take the part about the search and how you built that with me. But we, we literally have uh, analytics that are giving you the best look that we can without a human being involved at every single point in time when you, when you want to go in at midnight, when you want to go in you know, first thing in the morning. That's there for you, but you're also getting that hand-picked valuation that we're going to give you that says, when you're ready, this is where we really think you want to be. You know, for somebody that has a condo, such as yourself, Ashley, I think being able to take a look at who's selling, is there anybody else that just came on the market? Did anything go under contract? Right. Really important at any point in time you want to have a barometer on where you stand and whether it's the right time for you to get involved in the market. We're producing that for you. The analytics behind it, I'm lucky to be partnered with somebody that's a little bit smarter than me. <laughs> and, you know, we, we pair up my real estate experience and his knowledge of programming right now is is giving us fantastic results. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we call it hyper-local when it comes to valuation. So, you know, there's the two parts of the valuation. The data you get immediately just 10 seconds after you enter the site, put in your address, and then the valuation you get from the agent. And so when we say we look at a hyper-local market, we look at homes that have look like yours, have the same number of bedrooms, pretty much the same number of bathrooms, are about the same age, within typically a fraction of a mile of the house you're looking to sell, um, which is much, much more specific than, you, than you know, most kind of people can provide today. And that data really gives us a really good, you know, gives you as a seller just quickly a very good picture at, all right, this is what people are 
selling now or have just sold homes that look like mine, this is what they're getting. You know, you can see on a map where they are. This is how the price per square foot has fluctuated or days in market has fluctuated. Again, in this like very hyper local market over the past four quarters. You know, when it comes to the actual valuation that, and there's a reason we have a person involved in that process and actually putting a firm number down is because we know that the price you sell your home at is, is more than just, you know, median price per square foot in your local market times the number of square feet of your home. There are differences, right? You may have you know, marble countertops, you may have hardwood floors, the, the, other, the other homes may not. So we take a look at all those things. We pull in a lot of data from the MLS and from tax records and things like that to, to arrive at what we think is a good number. And, and you know, part of it, and Judy and I were talking about this yesterday, part of it is marketing in that you know, when buyers and buyers agents search for homes, they're looking at ranges, right? They're, you know, my buyers qualified up to, you know, Three ninety nine nine, right? So even if you think your home is worth four hundred one, we'd want to probably list it at three ninety nine nine because otherwise you're going to miss out on all those buyers who are searching that range and it just would never show up. So we take into account a lot of factors beyond just the the hard data, but you know from an instant kind of gratification standpoint, we want to make that data available to to consumers so they have a sense of, of what to expect. Now there's two sides to the industry. There's people that are selling homes and people that are buying homes. Right, right. now you're focused on on the sellers. Why did you make that? decision out of the gate. So, and this all goes back to, to why, you know, I, I initially started working on this business it was a project became kind of a company was, um, you know, I was, I was one night at, at, at school and, um, a number of my friends had sold homes to move to Boston and I forget how we got on the topic, but, but they just, they somehow got on the topic of saying, oh man, my agent was terrible. She didn't do this. I paid, you know, some $20,000 to her for what felt like a couple hours of work and X, Y, Z. Like there were a lot of those, you know, it seemed that everybody that was there had had those similar complaints. So I thought, well, this is interesting. I ended up interviewing about 200 home sellers over the next four or five months, asking them kind of similar questions. How was your experience? How would you improved it? And it became very clear to me that, you know, buyers have a lot of access to a lot of tools. And they have Zillow, they have Trulia, they have Realtor.com. And the service is free to them, right? Even when they bring an agent, like they're not paying for it. So buyers seem to be pretty well served, but sellers who are brunting the, the cost of this transaction, it, there was no respite from them from the, from the current pro, you know, process. They, they were basically either had to either sell on their home, which is a very complicated process, requires a lot of expertise, or they had to use kind of a traditional agent with kind of all the, all the problems associated. So, you know, that's when I realized there had to be a different way for, for home sellers to help serve them better in the way that they're used to for other transactions. And walk us through the fee structure, how you actually uh, charge for this. So it's a it's a flat five thousand dollar listing fee only once you sell your home once but only after you sell only it. only only on closing day it you know wow. any any moment before closing day you know if either you decide not to sell or you don't you don't pass a dime you know and I think that is that's our confidence in the service that we provide we're not afraid of um, doing what we do without being rewarded if we can't do our job and I think that's part of our professional uh, you know a problem that exists in this particular industry is. There's this um, this feeling that people are do something before they've earned it, and we want to earn it before we're paid, and I think that's a, a big component. You know, we want to make our professional peers' lives easier. We want to do our job for co- the consumer. We really want to change the perception of the traditional real estate agent. But good thing we didn't go to business in business in Boston because I guess they're all terrible there. <laughs> you know. But you know, to me, I've been I've been in this industry for a long time, and uh, I know that it's ready to change. I know that we can be instrumental in changing it. But the perception from the consumer about who that real estate agent is isn't great. 
And I think that was one of the things that I really worked hard with Ben on understanding was that we can't be afraid of doing some work and earning that, that respect and that trust up front. And, you know, that's, that was our objective in, in the way that we structured the fees. Well, as, as you said, I think you are going to change this industry, and I think it's very, very much needed. All right, Ben and Judy will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Well is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at yourwella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A.com. All right, and we're back with Ben Kubik and Judy Rasmus with Virgin Realty. So I'm I'm thinking about these fees, right? So, and of course, I am like on the edge of my seat with this since I'm so close to starting to sell. Um, hopefully, my realtor's not listening. Um, <laughs> but so, how are you able to charge that kind of fee, like such a competitive fee, when you compare it to going with a traditional realtor? Yeah, I think it comes down a lot to one leveraging the power of technology, and that we're able to serve consumers with you know the same or better data and same or better information than they had before. Um, but we don't have to necessarily go out to their home to do it, right? We can serve it to them very, very quickly. We can help them negotiate offers, but we can do it remotely, which, you know, when you look at the, a traditional real estate agent's business model, there, there's a reason that the fee structure is the way it is and that it, it's costly to have a person go out to your home, talk with you, um, spend a lot of time, maybe do multiple appointments when it comes to listing. That all, you know, it, it costs money. So there, we're able to do serve a lot of that same need remotely. You know, we're a full service agency, so we, we perform all the same activities a traditional agent does. But because we can lever te- leverage technology in such a unique way and provide you data on demand when, when necessary, we're able to kind of reduce the cost of, of serving you significantly. And that's why we can charge such a competitive fee. Well, let's talk about why you planted your flag in the Atlanta market, because uh, Ben, you're actually based in New York City, yes? That's right. Now, yeah. Judy, as you said, you've been uh, in the real estate industry here for 25 years, but that's not necessarily why you you guys uh, picked Atlanta to, to launch this thing. So walk us through why you did that. Yeah, so I think um, you know Atlanta was a natural place when Ben and I met. Uh, we both had the same concept of what was going to change about the real estate industry, and, and the way that we met was quite interesting. And the fact that my daughter had gone up to school in the Northeast, and I was looking for a real estate opportunities in the Boston area. Um, so I think I think we were both examining nationally what was taking place. I follow trends as they come from the West Coast to the East Coast a lot. We look at the disruptors in the industry because I think Ben and I both believe that industries are, are right for this right now. And when we took a look at Atlanta versus, let's say, other Southern markets, I think I felt uh, the, big, the, the most comfort level with not going after a major metropolitan city uh, in, in being a Boston or a New York as our test uh, you know, launch pad. And when we looked at a Raleigh, of Charlotte, uh, we take a look at the, the market here in Atlanta. We had two things going for us, in my opinion. I think we had the age of the, the consumer demographic that we were looking for. We had a really high concentration of that here in Atlanta. I think that's why we see so many tech startups. And then we also had the, the situation of the market and what the market had done over the last 
you know, really since 2008. The market had fallen so much, we had so much room to come up that we felt that this was really, it was the right market for, for a number of reasons. So where, tell me in Atlanta, uh, where, um, what neighborhood are people seeing really good selling rates now? I mean, we're, we're speaking in terms of the seller. So what are people kind of moving out of and getting a really good return on their investment? I think the area that we're seeing the most of that taking place, of course, schools, school systems are going to drive values anywhere in the city, right? We know that that's one of the biggest drivers for us. Short of that, I'm seeing the inner, the renaissance of the inner city markets. They, they were so hard hit um, that, that that's the area right now where we've got a lot of the millennial, you know, consumer demographic for, for our particular place platform. Surprisingly enough, we, we also have somebody who's 80 on our platform. Wow. <laughs> so who, who would have thought? Yeah. But um, I, would say, I would say inner city is, okay. is my short answer. We're seeing a lot of um, just really big returns for people that just maybe even a year ago didn't think they could sell. Well, what about people that are on the P. <laughs> I, I am on the perimeter, right on the line. <laughs> we've we've had good reception to those areas. I mean, look at our market all over Atlanta is very strong. Yeah, uh, nobody yeah. nobody has to guess about that. Housing inventory is down. Um, we you know we don't have enough product to sell. To be honest, you know, you mentioned something, Ashley, where somebody was actually putting signs on saying, "I want to buy in this particular mm-hmm. building." I mean, that's where we are, and that's a good thing for sellers right now. I mean, I don't I don't think any of us can complain about that. What we're seeing, some people question is, where can I go once I sell? Um, I think that's a real piece yep. of this equation for us right now. We uh, had uh, some of our consume, you know, some of our customers that literally bought a house, had no intentions of reselling it, and it was down in Grand Park. They renovated it and were able to sell it after five days on the market for a six bigger profit. Right. Wow! Well, home inventories are very low right now, right? Exactly. Which is, is frankly, is that, that's good for sellers. Yes. It's good for sellers. Um, I can sell. I just may not have anywhere to live. Exactly. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, really. Right. So it's good for them, but it, the problem becomes, you know, we've got sellers right now that sold because they could realize such a great profit on a condo. They can't quite find the house in the, right. you know, in the area that they want to move to for their yeah. growing family. So. Well, everyone's trying to move on the piece. So, uh, right, so ben, I have a one we can help, available. We can help, yeah, we can yeah. help you with that, actually. <laughs> All right. So, Ben, uh, walk us through what the long-term growth plan is. I mean, I imagine uh, that, uh, I guess you could consider Atlanta a beta test market for this thing. Is there a thought longer term that you might move into some other markets? And then will you ultimately consider doing some sort of offering for buyers? Yeah, absolutely. I think the answer is, is yes to both. Um, I think we're really focused on Atlanta right sure, now and on the seller side because we really want to, you know, deliver the best possible experience. And as I mentioned before, we learn the most from our consumers in action. You know, we get the best feedback on what to build and how to make it better just from consumers who are using our platform, working with us on a daily basis. Um, longer term, we definitely plan on expanding nationally. You know, the, the nice part about this business model is that it's very flexible and very scalable. Um, it doesn't require a lot of, you know, what you would call boots on the ground uh, for us to, to advance to a new city, mainly because we, you know, a lot of our techniques we use for valuations and understanding markets are very fluid and we can use that across multiple markets. We're also, you know, certainly interested in, in supporting buyers down the road. As I mentioned, you know, th- that's a very different process than yeah, selling. Of course. Um, but we're, it's interesting because obviously, as you can imagine, a lot of our, our customers already, you know, we've closed a number of deals and and they're now interested in buying. And while we're not necessarily serving them through the platform, we're still learning a lot from them how they go through the process, how they're looking for a home, what they're thinking about, which, you know, we're, we're, we're filing away for, for what we think might be a good platform down the road that 
be able to integrate both sides of the transaction and kind of make it fluid and make it, you know, maybe make them run in parallel much more than they may be able to right now. I want to back up to something you said about um, the user feedback you're getting. Um, is that something you're having to solicit or how have you made it easy for them to talk to you about their needs and how do you take that information and then decide how you're going to respond to it? We've had great customers like I, they they have been you know I love feedback it's it's been drilled into my head from from when I was a consultant but they, our customers have been great in that not only are they very communicative which is important just for a general real estate transaction but they're they're very willing to tell us what they like what they want to see improved about any of the technology about how we communicate with them, you know, whether they prefer text message for one thing, whether they prefer a phone for another. So I'll give you a good example. One of our, our first clients uh, was also looking at buying a home after selling hers, and she went to a lender to get a prequal. And, and the lender asked her, well, how much are you going to walk away with cash at the end of your, your sale? And she had no idea. I mean, she knew the potential sale number. She knew, you know, she knew broadly what was left on her mortgage, but there are closing fees, attorney's fees. There's all sorts of other costs associated, points, that kind of thing. And she came to us. She was like, can you help me? And, and we realized that this is going to be a pretty common question. So we built a tool called a take-home cash calculator that, that all of our sellers have access to where they can get a number, you know, with, with a pretty good degree of confidence of how much actual cash you're going to walk away with on closing day, which is what your, your lenders are going to want to know when you go to buy. And, and just generally is important. You know, we, we try to differentiate that from the sale price, which is the number that everybody talks about. But at the end of the day is not, you don't put that in your pocket. That's not what you're going to net. Yeah. 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 And I think Ashley, for somebody like you, would you have any idea how much you were going to pay an attorney to close? No. Yeah. Okay. No. These were the no things idea. that we right. built in there because they were really important for us. You know, sometimes the number isn't as big as you think, but you look at the sales price right. and you're not taking into consideration your other fees as a seller that you're going to have. And, and when she came to me and she said this, of course, I turned to him and say, hey, that's your job. <laughs> and, you know, I said, this is this is what we need to do. And, and we built it. And she was like, oh, my gosh. So every single time she negotiated an offer, you know, she went right back to that. And she knew exactly in that whole process, she knew exactly where she was going to be. She didn't negotiate that many offers, thank goodness. But she did She did literally use that as a tool. She's also um, the same person that came to us when the showings were coming from all these different platforms. They're coming from the MLS. Agents are requesting it. They're coming from phone calls. They're coming. She said, can we stop the madness? How do we how do we integrate this and how do we make this? So she was she was I think our flagship model right. consumer that you'd ever want. We we literally built a tool that takes all of the noise of showing and runs it right through this platform so that the person is literally talking with the owner but they don't know they are. So now she gets it all there. She hits text back. It's gone. She knows when they're coming. It's so much more streamlined. She can also log into her dashboard, see it on a calendar. And I, I think it's that it's all in one place. We you know we listen to what they're saying and they are talking. You know. They don't. They don't call us and tell us. Right. <laughs> but they're talking right. to us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know? Ben, you guys are currently bootstrapping as you kind of test all this. Uh, but I do. I do know that there are longer term plans to do some fundraising. So walk us through that timetable and, and what you, what you expect to to try to seek. Yeah. So um, you know we're we're looking longer term with the next you know three to six months to be probably looking for fundraising and, and that's mostly from for an expansion standpoint, mainly marketing and kind of getting getting to the mass market. We're fortunate in that for, for two things. One, um, we're profitable. I mean, it's it's shocking, I know, as for a tech startup, <laughs> but we're, we're profitable, which which makes our life a little bit easier on that front. And also, um, real estate has a, has a has an in-person viral coefficient in that, you know, friends talk to friends. You know, our sellers are talking to their friends. We've gotten a number of listings out of our customers who just mentioned their friends, hey, work with these guys, love them, you should check out what they're doing. So in that front, we're, we're really lucky, but you know, we definitely see the need down the road to do a much larger push 
to get our message out to the larger market, to, to build more advanced tools for our consumers to help that process and make it even more streamlined than it is today. So we're definitely going to be looking out towards that in the next uh, next few months. And tied with that will be some recruitment, I suspect, and building up the team. Uh, what do you think you'll be looking for when time comes to recruit talent? Yeah, so it's going to be a mix. Um, on the kind of technology side, we'll be looking for a developer, designer, UX designer. Um, we're also generally looking, uh, when we think about agents, all of our agents on like a traditional agency are, are employees. We don't do a commission-based structure with, with them. We, we really look for, you know, people who are enthusiastic, excited, passionate, more than have, you know, tons of real estate experience. Because we can we can train you in how to be a real estate agent, how to handle negotiations, how to do evaluation. But we want people who are passionate about kind of delivering for their clients, who really want are enthusiastic about, well, working with people. Because, well, you as a consumer, you know, are, are working with us mainly online or are hopefully not thinking about us too much. That's our goal is that we're off your mind. We are still operating in, in a person-to-person business with a lot of these cooperating brokers who are bringing in buyers and doing these negotiations. So when we look for, for agents, that's the type of person we're looking for. All right. Well, so in terms of the coding, uh, is is it Ben injecting uh, stimulants and staying up all night coding, or do you have a team on that? Any new technology we should be aware of? Yeah. So it is me drinking all that Red Bull. Um, <laughs> so you know, again, this all comes back from feedback from from our customers. But one new thing um, a lot of customers asked is, you know, I'm on the go a lot. You know, what if I want to get a valuation, but I don't want to, you know, on my tiny screen be, be going through the valuation process? So we actually launched the ability to get a valuation via text message. So all you have to do is text your your full address to uh, 404-800-6438. And um, you'll get asked about two questions about bedroom, bathrooms, if you've done any upgrades. And then we'll be able to go do a valuation for you and text it back to you. So you can do it kind of on the go. It's super quick, you know, 15 seconds to answer the questions, all automated. And again, our goal is to make it really simple for, for people who are starting to think about the, this process, who are considering yeah. maybe down the road, to just have something in their back pocket that they can start thinking about the numbers they can start mulling yeah, over. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Because I know I, like, I've reached out to uh, the realtor I've used in the past and she emailed me back and said, here's some info, which I have not read. And said, "Let me know when you want to schedule a phone call, which I have not done." Yeah, and I think I think that's really important. We um, we've seen a lot of the people sit in the prospect bucket, if you will, on the platform, and then all of a sudden reach back out and say, "You gave us everything we need. We were able to do it when we wanted to. We weren't getting pounded with. You would give us market updates. You would give us different things that we needed." And I, I think that's a really attractive. Um, piece of what we do is that they've got that information in front of them when they are ready and it's delivered to them how they want in it. In the way they want it. Yeah, definitely. Judy, let's close our conversation around Virgin with, I want to just give, ask you to give us a quick run through on what your sense of is the Atlanta real estate market. Obviously you provided a, 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 a means, a simple means for someone to sell their home. Is it a good time to do so? Yeah, I really do think it's a good time. Because the market, the Fed's starting to make yeah, noises about yeah. raising rates and all that. I don't know that that's going to happen, but you know, that, that helps buyers buy. So the longer they leave it where it is, the better off we are. Um, You know, in some of the areas, we're starting to see inventory levels creep. You know, mostly in the suburban markets, not... I really believe the inner city market still has a ton of growth. If we look at and compare Atlanta to any other major metropolitan city and we we examine prices per square foot and we compare it against income, we've got a ton of room in Atlanta for those for those values to go up. I think we were very undervalued for a long period of time based on proximity to the city. Why wouldn't you sell if you've thought about doing it right now is, is my only reason for saying that. The market is where it is. Uh, it's at, at almost back to pre-recession 
levels. Um, I don't know how long it'll climb like that. Um, but it, you know, if you've got something you've identified somewhere that you can go, it's it's a good idea. A lot of people haven't talked to mortgage lenders because they haven't bought since you know for quite some time. It's really interesting for our are people to get out and research that when they are thinking about selling because all of a sudden they realize what their borrowing power is and that they can buy something in a school district in an area that they're interested in. So this is my business. Of course, I'm going to say it's a good time to sell. Of course, of course. But <laughs> yes. I think it is. And, and yeah. uh, gee, I wonder where they're going to go to do it. Right. So anyway, all right. So we have to get to our, uh, well, a question of the week. But Ben, I got to ask you a quick, completely unrelated question. You said something as you were introducing yourself that you had just recently gotten an MBA from Harvard. I'm just, I have to ask this question because sure. uh, if, if I was teleported back to 18 years old, I don't know that I would go to school again because I look at my time in school I had a good time. It was fun. And I did learn things. But I feel like I lost four years of my life where I could have been building a company or something like that. There are a lot of people out there that that, that speak ill of MBAs and B-schools in general. What's, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I think the key with business school is you you I would only go if I knew exactly what I wanted to do after business school. And I knew how I wanted to spend my two years there because it goes by incredibly fast as I learned the hard way. So, you know, I knew going in, I wanted to be either be a part of startup or, or found a startup coming out of business school. Um, and so I spent my entire time there, not just meeting, you know, folks who were in that similar mindset in that similar industry, but, um, researching ideas, getting involved with groups that were researching kind of new startup ideas, you know, working with, with experienced founders and venture capitalists. And I think that, you know, building that network of people who are, you know, hopefully going to be helpful, but also I made just some amazing friends who also are in the similar entrepreneurial mindset. So I, I think it's it's really important that you know why you want to go to business school before you do. But if you do know you want to go to business school and you have a good reason, I would say absolutely do it because it's a great it's a great experience. Well, and, and let me interrupt for just a second. Talk about the odd couple. Twenty five year difference. <laughs> I never finished college because I was in too big a hurry to go out and run my own business. So when we hooked up to see the differences in our minds and yet how well they play together for what we're trying to do um, is a little bit. We've been deemed the odd couple out at a large conference in California, and I think it tells <laughs> a little bit of our background and the unique uh, people that get together for startups. Well, I'm excited about what you guys are building. I think. Uh, as I've as I've said, and it's not just a nice host speak. I, I think it's serious. I think it is going to disrupt that that market that I think you would agree desperately needed it. So, all right. Well, guys, we are running low on time, so it is time for our Wella question of the week. Uh, I'll start with you, Ben. Uh, what is it the best financial advice you've ever received or given? So I, I'll give you the latest financial advice out of Harvard Business School, which is buy an index fund and hold it for thirty years. Yes. Yeah, I can back that up. That's also Warren Buffett's philosophy is hold it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Judy? Mine's going to be real estate, income producing. Pretty simple. Hard to argue with you on that. Yeah. All right. Well, that has been the Wella questions of the week. Uh, ben, Judy, before we let you go, how can people contact you? Should they have questions? And where can they learn more about Virgent Realty? So you can go to our website, www.virgentvirgentrealty.com, and you can put in for evaluation there. You can also email us at hello at virgentrealty.com. Um, we're always happy to answer questions, but we do encourage everybody who's interested or even thinking about selling or just want to find out how much your home may be worth to go ahead and get evaluation and, and learn about your hyper-local market. We, we have a phone, don't we? What? 
You have uh, a phone? I, we do have a phone, although the millennials don't like to call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Judy Rasmus, the head of real estate and co-founder, and Ben Kubik, the co-founder and CEO of Virgin Realty. Ben, Judy, it's great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Well, that wraps this episode of The Incubator. Again, on behalf of our guests, Ben Kubik and Judy Rasmus, my co-host, Ashley Staggs, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you next week in The Incubator. You've been listening to The Incubator, recorded from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. This broadcast is a partnership between the Intrepid Now Media Network and Hypopotamus, and made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. The Incubator is directed by Andrea Risk and produced by Floyd Fischel. You can find The Incubator on iTunes, and leaving a rating and review on iTunes will be appreciated by all. Again, you've been listening to The Incubator. The show will return next week. We'll see you then.